And we're back, it's One Up Gaming, episode 158, it's me David, and this week we've got Matt, Oh, just knocked me camera stand, and we've got Sean. Let's go, let's go. And it is the annual, every six month appearance for Sean. Hello. We're getting once in December. Yeah. We... Well, I, I think you'd know David doing it, like, once a week. You just want to kill yourself. Thanks. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, David, we hate you. So, um... So, you been all right? Before, you, you before we get into anything, who wants to read the our sponsored advertisement? Go on, Sean. I'll do it. Oh, go yeah. on then, Matt. Yeah, go on. I ain't done it yet. <clears throat> Shall I do it in like a, a sexy, subtle voice, or just like, as sexy break? as you can? Yeah. Oh no, just do it like like really dramatically. It's like this week we are sponsored by Audible. Like just like really, really dramatically. Like the new movie trailer, movie trailer voice coming to you this cinema. <laughs> this cinema? What? <laughs> anyway, this week we are sponsored by Audible. Shut up. <laughs> this week we are sponsored by Audible. Want to listen to free, interesting books? Try the Audible 30 days trial and join Audible today. You can join your first free listen on us for free. Of course, if you don't like your audiobook, then you can just exchange it for another for free. <laughs> so what are you waiting for? Visit www.audiotrial.com slash OUG and try the Audible 30 days trial right now. Close. Hey. It's audible trial, not, not audio trial. Oh, shut up. <laughs> hey, we get paid lots www.audiotrial.com slash O-U-G. There you go. Yeah. Now you can enjoy your free book. I'd recommend Jam by Yahtzee Crowshaw. I tell you what, do you know what you can do, which I shouldn't say? You can join for no, free. We get the sponsorship money. You get your free book and then you can cancel before the 30-day trial. We still get our sponsor money and you still get your free book. But yeah, I'm going to do that. Say that. I was going to say, yeah, legal loopholes aside. <laughs> hey, so, if, it's a, if it's a loophole they haven't filled in, it's uh, their fault. I was gonna, they're going to know that David's fucking mentioned it. They're not going to listen to us. No one listens to us. We're, we're free men just talking to ourselves, thinking that people listen. Oh, hey, we've had, we've had loads of reviews on <laughs> iTunes. Yeah. By us. No, I asked everyone <laughs> to review us and no one else bloody did. I did. I it did. Ha- it hasn't showed up. Oh. It's like a one out of five star review. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sean's the only interesting guy where everyone else sucks. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I'm kidding, I did give it a five. So it says the internet scrub lord. Hey. Hey now. Come hey on. Now. Hey anyway. now. Hey now. Hey. We actually can start the podcast then. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's talk might about as well. Stuff. Let's, let's do this. Yeah, so our reviewers... Is Bexy Boo, Berg Umnia, THFCRB, Brown Bear, 
Emma Hammer, and Old Gamer eighty one. You know how we said we were going to start the podcast. We are starting the podcast. We're giving shout outs for people who's given us really good reviews. Oh, that's nice, but not Sean. <laughs> yeah, that was what I was getting at. <laughs> Sean hasn't. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Sean, what have you been up to? I don't know. Nothing. Nothing, I'm not. For the past, for the past six months, nothing. <laughs> Pretty much. How shiny is you your what microphone? I've been playing rather than... Very shiny. Um, I can see my reflection in it. Is it quite heavy for nice. the size? No, it's quite light, really. Very light. Hmm. I know the the base is like magnetic in it, so you can actually tilt it around a bit. Yeah, yeah. It did look pretty cool. Just, just to be clear, they're on about a microphone. Obviously, obviously. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what else you'd have that's magnetic and you can tilt it around. David, I don't want to know what you've got that's magnetic and tilt around, mate. Magnetics, magnetics. They they were magnetic and they. T- I never had any magnetics. I only had technics. I still got. We start the podcast. We are. This is a podcast. (laughs) It's the best podcast ever. (laughs) Not if you read some of the reviews. (laughs) Um, Anywho, okay, Uh, Sean, what you been playing? Anyways, oh, I thank you for asking. I have been playing a game. No, we do. Give me a sec, it's been a while, I'm a bit rusty. I'm always rusty, I always start like six months with no... Anyway, I have been playing a game on the PlayStation Store that came free for PlayStation Plus, which was Gone Home Console Edition, and it is okay. And it's, it's not very yeah. interesting. It's, yeah, it's, it's okay. I don't, it doesn't pick not load the deal. It's... It, it, Mm. Did you ever play Everybody's Gone to the Rapture? No. No. I don't play games. We know this, Sean. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I should know. I keep forgetting. I'm sorry. Okay. I only play well, old the games. Week, the other week, he started about a Sega Rally. I'm going to talk about that again. No, please don't. <laughs> okay. Gone Home is a walking simulator sort of mystery where the story unfolds as you walk around a desolate home and you're supposed to figure it out by yourself it's do you think walking simulators should come with a free treadmill no because skyrim would kill me (laughs) (laughs) sorry go on (laughs) i love how you just like you just trying to process that it's like what I don't want to process that. It's too confusing. I'm, I'm, I'm too tired for this. Okay. <laughs> I just want to talk about some games, laugh a bit, you know, make fun of David's face, and then just go. That's that's why I'm here. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> I think you hurt his feelings a little bit. Go on. Go on. <laughs> and now his face is a box. Gone <laughs> Home is a walking simulator mystery where you have come home from a long trip 
and your sister, who was supposed to be there, is not there, and she doesn't want you to find out, but you find out because you're an insensible prick, I guess. I don't know. And that's pretty much the game. You walk around, you collect things, you find clues from stuff you pick up, and that's really it. It's okay. It sounds very near. It's very near. Like it, it, I think it interests sort of like, and I don't want to be rude when I say this, but the kind of games art snobs where they always have a wine in their hand kind of thing, sort of like, you know what I mean? Like gaming hipsters. And, and pretty much, yeah, like saying, oh, this is the new medium. I'm just sh- shut up, basically. It's okay, game. If it sounds like you bag, you'll like it. Pick it up. You might as well. It's a small download. It's about... Technically, I wouldn't even say it's like a like a gameplay length. You pretty much play it until you get bored, really. <laughs> the endings when you collect all the objects, really, and then you get, like, voiceovers. Well, you... There's a big thing at the end. Yeah, right. Even even in context, that just sounds horrible. <laughs> There's like a big reveal at the end. Not really. Yeah, there is. Can, can we not spoil the big reveal in case people actually want to play the game? That's what I'm. I'm not saying what it is. Oh, either, good. Either, either there is a big reveal. Feel, and I don't give a shit about it because it was so shit. Or I haven't seen the big reveal, but I don't really care to find it. Okay, so what it's a game Yeah. <laughs> so gone home. It gets near out of five for me. And the other game, the other game which I really want to play about. Because this is the best game ever. It's so unappreciated. And I realise this. Arkham 3 is the game that Telltale Games wishes they could make. But they can't because they don't understand <laughs> that gameplay and cutscenes cannot be the same thing. Arkham 3 eliminates that. Why are you laughing? I'm getting ranty. Why are you laughing? I want to know why you're laughing. Uh, what are you continue at least. This is going to sound completely out of context because Sean's recording will be perfect by the time it gets to me, but all we're hearing is like a robot, like, yeah. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> what? I will leave. I will not. I don't. I would not care. I'll leave. No, it's your internet connection went really bad. All oh, right. It, all we heard was like robot. Right now, so. There we go. We can I hear you now. That. So I'm just going to. Good, because I was getting really into it. And it sounded, it sounded anyway. like cyborgs having sex with accordions. So. <laughs> What an image. So, 
Anyway, Oxenfree, as I said, it's like a game that Telltale wish they could make, but they can't because they don't realise that cutscenes is not really gameplay, how much you spell on it. This game, you can play the whole game and you never get interrupted in a cutscene. You're always free to move around into uh, objects while talking to people. And what I like about the game is that I played it the first time and thought I was over and done with it. But then you play it a second time and realise it's a completely different game. And I'm not going to spoil why. And I really don't want to talk about this game because it's really one that you have to experience first time play. It's kind of like Undertale. Undertale is a game that if you get spoiled... Same game. So, mate, how much is Oxen Free? Is it worth, like, 15 quid or whatever it'll be? Yeah, I think it's four. Nine usually, like I got it for uh, eleven pounds because it was a sale on, on the PS4 because it re- just got released on the PS4 like uh, recently. Um, I'd say it's worth it. I'd say like because the first time I played it, I thought yeah, it was okay. If it was fourteen ninety nine, and I'll probably still wait for a sale. But now I'm playing it for the second time. I'd a hundred percent recommend it. Um, really, really good. It's really clever. <laughs> Like, I just can't say why, though, because it'll just spoil the game. Play it. Download Have fun. That's all the games I've played about. That's te- it's, def- it's definitely... It's going to be in my top five games, definitely, of this year. At the moment, it you're is have, my top favorite game. And it's- <laughs> That's going to be fun at Christmas. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's me done. Um, Anna, Matt, David, take I'd, it away. We'll, we'll let Matt go first. So, uh, just if we can just quickly try and rattle through these so we can talk about E3 in the main section of the yeah. podcast. Absolutely. Um, just to clarify, I'm only giggling because me and David can hear Sean's voice, but it sounds like cyborgs who attempted to have sex with accordions. It's really bad. Like you will, you will hear it perfectly. But the reason I'm giggling so much oh, okay. is because it's just it, it's brilliant. I might be able to edit it in, so it, but I don't know no. if I can be bothered. <laughs> it just sounds it just sounds glorious. Anyway, I've been playing a few things this week, and I picked something up very very recently. First of all, I've been playing Excubitor, which I've actually done a review for, which is very there. It's a wave defense game set in kind of. It's a top-down shooty defense game, and it's very near. Yeah. There's so many poor design choices in it. You sat there going, "Why?" You just look at something and you go, "That could be better if they did this." It's one of those things where, like, if if they change one or two things about the games, the mechanics would just complement it so much better. And you sat there going, "Yeah, I could probably make that better," but. So the problem is when you're controlling the ship when you're trying to actually shoot things it's so precise versus how quick and clunky the controls are so if you tap right on like if you're using a gamepad on the PC if you tap if you even tap right you just dart off but for some bizarre reason um the aiming reticle is so fucking precise that you have to so there's a bit around the outside and there's a center ring basically you have to get the enemies on the dot, and if you don't, you miss. 
and it's just it's it's stupidly precise for like what it is and it shouldn't be like that but there's so many like tiny little choices that could have changed so easily that would just make it so much better and it, it was really disappointing really because I was expecting something quite good from it but I've also been playing Planar Conquest and oh my god there was so much content in that game that I'm not even going to bother covering it because it's just hideous to try and talk about like there's so much to it, it, it like I'm not even going to bother try talking about it yet I might do it next week but there's so much to learn about that game because it's, it's like a total war game where you actually build cities and expand them and try and beat other people but it doesn't give you any form of tutorial it literally just goes here here's a thing and then just dumps you in it I'm still learning about it and it's just mad and lastly I picked up something about two hours ago it's called Soul Axiom um, and it's actually really interesting it came out a couple of months ago and it's more of an um, explorative puzzle game than anything else but it's goddamn gorgeous and it's really really interesting it's one of those games that doesn't give anything away and is a bit surreal as a play at first but credit where it's due to Wales Interactive who actually made it they've made it interesting without it being boring because it gives away so little and that's actually really impressive. But I'm still playing it at the minute, and I'm really curious to see what they've got hidden up the sleeves. David. Yes, is it Maga? Yeah, this is Yoga. Sorry, I was reading. It's funny, since I've only I've been playing much this week. I went to download for anyone else who's listening. I went to download. Yeah, it was wet. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Robot voices aside. I played the Resident Evil 7 teaser. Ooh. And it's very simple and basic, but it has got the atmosphere down to a T. It is one of the best games that I've played in ages. I was really enjoying that game. I think Sean's dropped out. Hello? Hello. Hey. What happened? I don't know. I completely flipped out. It, it kicked us. Podcast part two. Mm. So yeah, the Resident Evil 7 teaser, I would recommend it to anyone to download and play through. It only takes 20 minutes, half an hour, if that. It is an amazing little teaser. You know the worst part about the thing, like the most scariest? What? Thinking that, the fucking mannequins. I hate mannequins. Oh, those mannequins, no. Ugh. But I do think that game in VR could be immense. Oh, oh god, god yeah. People will die like from heart attack. <laughs> Here. Here, let's combine mannequins with VR. Nope. <laughs> Fuck no. The mannequin experience in VR. So I mean, I would oh, like god. to see how they connect the Resident Evil law within the actual game that they've so-called made 
because it had nothing really to do with Resident Evil. It was just like a scary house you're trying to escape from. Mm. But fairness, on his house simulator. Mm, but yeah, it looked... you mean PT? You mean PT? Hey, PT was good. Yeah, it this was is good. more than a corridor. This was a house. Well, I love that. I love. I still have it on my PS4, so I'm pretty much got a very valuable, You've got a very valuable PS4. I do. I still got it on, and I've, I'm never deleting it ever. Yeah. Did you hear uh, about that? Oh, oh the Death Stranding. No, that that what's called it game that it was supposed to be like the spiritual successor that they were making, and then Team Seventeen picked it up. It was like going on Kickstarter. It was like, oh, like it was like oh, PT. Okay. Oh, I know what you. I know which one game you mean. Like, I've forgotten the name. It's like Naomi. Oh God, what's it called? Allison Road. Yeah, that's it. Allison Road. And that got cancelled, didn't it? Why would Team Seventeen pick that up? I can't see them doing horror. Well, no, no. They, they just they just picked it up on the cheap, and they were going to publish it. She was like, "Oh, this." Yeah, basically. <laughs> speaking of speaking of games with Norman Reedus, um, uh, we're going to talk about the uh, E three later. Oh. Um, I mean, that's not the only game I've played. I did go to play Expo in Glasgow last weekend, and I managed to get John Hare's new game. I managed to play it, Sociable Soccer. And I've wrote a big thousand-word essay thing about it, about some of the problems. Dissertation. Yeah. But in all said and done... After I'd played it for three or four times, when you were walking away, it's like, oh, can I have one more go? So I think that's a good sign, you know, if you still want to play it, even though you've got problems with it. You have, you have an obsession with John Hare. I mean, he's another obsession. I entered a tournament for Sega Rally on the Sega Saturn. Oh, Jesus Christ. And not this again. I had not played the game properly for about 20 years. I've had it, you know, emulator or whatnot, just on and off, just every now and again. But me, dream, me sat in, at my parents' house, like, 300 miles away. And I had my first ever go on it. And it was on the expert mountain sort of stage. And you had to do three laps. And the overall time won the tournament, sort of thing. And I was only about four seconds off the top score on my first ever go. I was like, if I wanted to, I could probably sit here for a half hour or so and put lap after lap in and really get this down. But I thought, I can't be bothered. Nice. But yeah, so that's still a good game. I I forgot how bad it looks, though. Yeah. (laughs) Especially on, like, a TV that's like a 14-inch sort of size screen TV. But I managed to have a go at three or four pinball tables. They're quite fun. I don't think I would like to own one. Because as we were playing the games throughout the day, there was loads of people with the pinball tables up. And they were repairing them, so they seemed to break down a hell of a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And lastly... For God's sake... (laughs) I managed to have a go at the HTC Vive. And I'm so glad I didn't waste money on buying one. You're breaking up as well. I'm laughing at you, but I'm being nice and I'm not telling you. So, 
the HTC Vive it's better than the Oculus Rift the only thing that's better that I found was the fact that when you've got the goggles on you don't have the big black borders it's a lot it seems a lot closer to your eyes so it's the screens are closer so you have less border so that was better but overall it's still very blurry and jerky and I just don't think it's worth the money at the moment. Because I mean the HTC Vive we had more internet problems so we'll just stop it there then come back. So sorry about this. It's been a stop start show. Right then so that's all I've been doing this week. So I mean we'll have a quick little break, have an advert and then we'll come back and we'll talk about E3. Hi. My name is Justin. I'm the developer of Pur Rocket, an iOS space game with cats. And I listen to the One-Off Gaming Podcast. You can find a link to download my game at facebook.com slash purrocket. Up next on the One-Up Gaming Podcast is 10 minutes of nothing. Will it be the team talking about nothing or a guest interview? Stick around and find out now. It's 10 minutes of nothing. So we're back, it's 1UP Gaming, it's the E3 special, and I guess we'll just go in order, I'll just rattle through some games from the conferences, and if we want to talk about them, we'll talk about them, is that agreed? Yep. So first of all, the EA sort of press conference... It first of all started off, and the first game to show. I'll sorry, I'll edit that out, Matt. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, EA press conference. First up, <laughs> Titanfall Two, and it's coming out on October the twenty-eighth. What did you guys think, or is it meh? I never played Titanfall, so I wasn't I wasn't terribly excited for that. It looks good though. I did play the original. I enjoyed it, but I didn't get into it, and I wasn't too fussed about this Titanfall two. It just didn't look that much different. But then I guess they went into Madden NFL seventeen, which was such a bad sort of showing of the game. Whoa. Because they didn't even really show much of the game. It was all gone about, oh, we're going into esports and esports and people playing Madden for esports and more esports and crap. And then they sort of said they're doing challenger events, premier events, and EA major events all through the, I think they said console and stuff. And again, more esports, no one cares. <coughs> yeah, it's not like esports make millions upon millions every year, David. Yeah, it does. And I guess. They were showing their games off to influencers, which they are streamers and, you know, so they might be more interested in that kind of thing. So the next game was Mass Effect Andromeda. Yay. They showed so little Uh, of that game. I don't care, I'm still hyped, because Mass Effect. I think it's going to get delayed until the end of next year. 
I don't mind. I'll wait until the end of time. So that's on Frostbite. I don't know if they announced that before or or not. Uh, I was going to say they've announced Andromeda before, but this is the first time they've been given like real updates. Mm. They actually announced it like end of last year, but yeah, they, I mean, didn't, they said they've said nothing about it until now. Yeah, and they didn't really say much about it now. Yeah. So next up, FIFA 17. The problem is like. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Does it continue? I'm continue. just saying, continue. There's a, there's a bit of a gap there. <laughs> so FIFA 17 was shown. Nope. And they've. Again, the sports <laughs> engine that they were showing about two, three years ago, Jesus the Ignite engine, they've, I think they've finally admitted that engine was pretty shit, because now FIFA's gone over to Frostbite as well. And they showed off the Journey, which is like a single player, you play as someone and it's like a proper story mode. With cutscenes and people, and I'm quite interested in that. Yeah, I think it looked quite good. And I will say, after all the stuff that happened last year with mm. Pele I mean, I, and people were going on about how bad he was, I think Jose Mourinho was actually quite funny when he came out on stage. Mm-hmm. But next up was the EA Originals. And they I showed off my head around that. They showed off a game called Fee. Which to me looks rubbish. But I dunno. So next they went into the we've got Star Wars, look at Star Wars, we do Star Wars, look at all these Star Wars. So Star Wars Battlefront will be coming back out in twenty seventeen. But why? Because they know it makes money, so they're doing it every two years. Then Visceral's new game will be coming out in 2018, and they did show a two-second clip of that, and it did actually look really good, graphically, but you just don't know what the hell the game is. And then they said Respawn will be coming out at a later date, so that's probably 2019. And then they finished it off by showing Battlefield 1, and that will be coming out on October the 21st. And I don't know about you guys, but the Battlefield 1, sort of, like, when they showed the game, it just didn't... The trailer looked amazing, but the gameplay looked meh. No, the gameplay looked awesome. I'm not... I'm not... No. So that was EA. Any outstanding thing that happened to EA, or do you reckon just move on? Just move on. Move on. So next up was Bethesda, and they started the show with Quake Champions, and I think it'll be for PC only. Showed nothing of the game; it was just like a little teaser trailer. So, but if it's like a hero sort of game, it might be quite quick to turn around and get out. Yeah, maybe. 
But then they had the Elder Scrolls. I've got here El Elder Scrolls Legends. That's the card game, isn't it? Does anyone care about that? I don't. No, I thought Elder Scrolls Legends was like a HD update. No, no, that's Skyrim. Elder Scrolls Legends is the like a card game. And then they showed Fallout oh. 4 with loads of DLC and add-ons and stuff I just don't care about. Then they showed the Skyrim <laughs> remake stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm on board now. And from the trailer, it looked amazing how different it looked. But then I've seen some screenshots recently and it doesn't look that different. So you just don't know how it's going to go. Then, the surprise... Yeah, it, it just... It just... Wee. <laughs> then they showed Prey. It's not called Prey 2 anymore. It's not an open world bounty hunter game. It's... It looks like you're stuck on a space station and... Some, it, it looks a lot more like a Bioshocky sort of game. So that seems yeah, interesting. Sure. Now you see, I'm, I'm quite excited for Prey because it got killed off. And yeah. this is the first time it's come back. So I'm really curious to see what they've come back with because the Bounty Hunter trailer looked fucking incredible. Yeah, but I think they admitted that they couldn't make that game. It was too ambitious. But damn, I really wanted it. Oh, hello, Sean's dead. Again. Again. Oh, we'll just no, rattle I'm, through some. <clears throat> I'm really excited to see what they bring out with Prey, because it, it just looked so phenomenal. Now it's back. I really want to get back into it. And, oh no, he's actually gone. Oh god. So, next up, they showed more Snap Map Doom DLC stuff. Oh yeah. Which I don't care about. I still to play Doom. I played the, the release, like a, a demo of it. Yeah, the first level. And it, it the single player is much better than the than the multiplayer, but it's still, I think it's been overhyped a lot. The last few weeks. And then there was some news about Elder Scrolls Online that some woman in the press sort of conference, it must be her favourite game because oh my god, whenever something was mentioned about Elder Scrolls Online, all he heard was. <laughs> but it was just like every single time and it, she seemed mm. to be the only one cheering so you just heard one sole voice cheering oh dear and it's just like oh shut up was it a bit grating yes yes it was <laughs> so yeah, next up they announced Skyrim. Bethesda VR oh wow and they're saying Doom about Doom will be on it, but the, I think it's a virtual experience in Doom, so you walk around the environments, so you don't play the game. Yeah, I was going to say, that'd be ridiculous. And then Fallout 4 is coming in a year's time, I think. And yeah. I think you can play it in full full VR. Nice. But what you, they haven't said, it. like, even when the Oculus Rift first, uh, DK1 came out, you could still get some programs and get Fallout working in VR anyway, so they'll tidy it up and get better things on it, but technically you can play it now. 
And the last game they showed off was Dishonored 2, which is coming out on November the 11th. Now, the game does look good, but I think the trailers and the videos and the gameplay went on way too long, and I got bored. But, and it yeah. seems to have lost its... Do you know the original Dishonored? The characters were a, a little bit cartoonified. Yeah. This one, it seems to have lost that sort of art style. It seems to be a lot more realistic. Oh, okay. And I'm not sure I like that. I liked the... Weird... I, was say, I love the stylistics in Dishonored 1. It was brilliant. Yeah. It was unique, if anything. Mm. But yeah, so... I think out of Bethesda, I wasn't Yay, really... Yay, Bethesda. There wasn't much in there that I thought, wow, that looks good. Prey looks good. Dishonored 2 looks good. Mm. And the rest, nothing really there. It's so, just Bethesda, really. It's like you look at it and go, oh, yeah, that's definitely Bethesda. Yeah, so we'll move on and Microsoft. Oh, yeah. And... Ow. Ow? No, ow, not how. <laughs> so we're getting to the big boys now where these... I tell you, the the press conferences were roughly the same amount of time, but the amount of games they showed compared oh to God, the other yeah. ones. Yeah, loads. So the first off, they side off by showing the Xbox One S, and it does yeah, 4K, 4K 4K video and does the 4K Blu-rays and HDR output and things like that, and that's coming at two hundred ninety-nine dollars, and it looks nice. And it's forty percent smaller. Than the original Xbox One. Wow. And the external bricks now internal. So it has shrunk down. Then a thing that I'm quite excited about is the Xbox Play Anywhere. Where just all first party games, you'll be able to buy the game once and then you'll get a code to download it either on the Xbox One or the Windows 10 store. So you can play it on PC or Xbox One. And it's got cross-save, so you can play it, half of it on the Xbox, save it, and then go somewhere else and play it, load it up on a PC, and you can carry exactly where you left off. Nice. So I think that's good. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Gears of War 4? I mean, what can you say? It looks more Gears. It's more Gears, yeah. It's good, but it's just it's Gears. It's, just more, it's more Gears, yeah. Yeah. Then... A game which I was quite shocked at, Killer Instinct. They're saying that... I'm sure they said about 6 million players have been uh, still playing the game. Jesus. Which is quite good. Yeah, considering. And they announced that one of the Gears of War characters is coming for Gears of War Season 3. No, not Gears of War, Killer Instinct. <laughs> and he looked pretty cool. The next game... Which I am so looking forward to. Forza Horizon 3. Coming out September 27th in Australia. And it looks absolutely stunning. You know, you can go to the beach, go through the desert, go through the bloody jungle. It looked absolutely stunning. So I'm really looking forward to that game. Next up was Recar, which 
it looks completely different to what I assumed. I honestly thought it had been a cheap 2.5D side-scrolling puzzle platform sort of game. But it is a full 3D behind the character of like platformy shooter sort of game. And it looked a bit... Do you know when you sort of like see budget titles where technically they might play well but they don't look as good. The graphics aren't as sharp and that's what this game suffered from. It just didn't look as good. Mm. So I don't know really. I'd have to see more of that game. Next up was Final Fantasy Fifteen. I've lost interest in Final Fantasy. The demo they showed made the game look absolutely terrible. It was one of the worst I mean, things just, I've it's seen. It's just more Final Fantasy. Then they went into more Division stuff, which I don't care about. I was going to say, yeah, the Division's... It's just, I don't know, it's, it's just a shooter. It's just an open-world shooter, and that's all it is. Yeah, it's... It's just a shooter. And then they showed the Battlefield 1 trailer, which has been yeah. shown about ten times. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. And then they announced more changes to the Xbox experience, so you can actually do clubs. So you can join clubs. You can actually look That's for a group, which... This is quite good. You basically put like a, a message up saying, I'm looking for a casual partner, or whatever, casual person to play this game on a Friday evenings and people can system. reply to it so oh, that's cool. quite good that's and then, then they've got the full like esports arena sort of thing added to it as well coming soon then mm. they went into more Minecraft stuff which yay Minecraft I'm not I don't know I don't know it's not I've, for you but yay Minecraft the thing is I've bought the game on three different consoles and I've still never played it so th- that's where they're getting the money in it. People buy it and don't even play it. <laughs> One thing which looks amazingly cool is the Xbox Design Lab. Where you can basically get an Xbox One controller. And it's got 8 million combinations of colours. And you can design your own control pad. Different colours, different sections. Put your own gamer tag on the on the controller. And I think it's about $10 more than a normal controller, so it's not too bad. Next up, Inside, which is coming June 29th, so very soon, from the guys who made Limbo. And oh, yeah. From what I've heard... Well, Limbo was brilliant. So. Yeah, from what I've heard, this is going to be one of the best games for a very long time. Ooh... But unfortunately, press embargoes and stuff, are, you can't say anything until later on. Ah, uh, right. That's a pain in the ass. But next yeah. up, they went into more of the details of the ID Xbox program. Ooh, we happy few. Oh, I forgot about that. So I mean, I'm just going to say Gwent was for, well, not first, but Gwent was shown the card game. Which, yeah. again, I, I'm Witcher, not... yeah, yeah. And we happy few. Ah, yes. From that trailer that they showed and the gameplay that they showed of that game that is probably my game of the show yeah I was going to say We Happy Few is brilliant I've seen um, like early plays of it and early access plays it looks really good yeah Tekken 7 nope oh it looked amazing yeah I know but like 
fighting games. <laughs> it's like in the middle of the fight, it cut to cut scenes where they're all talking, and then obviously it went back to the full fight. It seems quite funky. Then they showed okay. off stuff that everyone already knew about Dead Rising Four. Oh yeah. Which I don't think it's as far along as what people thought. I don't think it's out till end of next year. Jesus. And they didn't really show much of it. They showed another gameplay bit of Scalebound, which this one it did look better. It looked a lot more stable, the frame rate. And to me, it just looks like Monster Hunter sort of game. So I don't mm. know if it'll be my sort of game or not. Next up, Ray's new game, Sea of Thieves. And oh, yeah. if you had five or so good friends that you could just play, talk and mess about, this is the perfect game. Because when you're controlling the ship, you know, like driving the ship, there's a massive sail right in front of you and you can't see anything. So someone else has to climb up to the crow's nest to actually say, go forward, go left, go left, go right, keep going forward. So it's like a proper group game. No, that sounds good. But I don't have any friends, so... I'm just sat on my own ship. Oh. <laughs> um, another game that Cap- looked Captain amazing, State of Decay 2. Yes, because the first one was freaking phenomenal. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's I, definitely a yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Absolutely. And I noticed a lot of the big sites, they were saying, oh, what looks better? Like, And they were saying Dead Rising 4... Uh, one of the games on the PlayStation 4 and I was like well, what about State of Decay 2 it looks so much better than the rest State of Decay 2 I'd put my money on that because State of Decay 1 was just enjoyable yeah just ridiculously enjoyable and I think State of Decay 2 has got multiplayer built into it as well yes so that could be quite fun so Halo Wars 2 they showed a brief sort of like demo of it See, I'm quite excited for that, because Halo Wars, the first one was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I loved the first one. And that's quite out for that. February 21st, which I'm quite shocked at. I thought it had been out yeah. end of this year. Yeah. And then, they ended the show by saying, generations are a thing of the past, and we don't want to work in generations anymore, and basically showed off the Xbox Scorpio. And they said that'll be coming end of next year. Scorpio? Yeah. Wow, that's very overdramatic. Where it's just a... It's like the Project Xbox Natal. Scorpio. Yeah, it's Project Natal, isn't it? It's not the real name. It's just the Actually, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. So, that is Microsoft. And, I mean, with Microsoft, there was Gears, Killer Instinct, Forza 3... Uh, Inside, Tekken 7, Dead Rising 4, Sea of Thieves, State of Decay 2, Halo Wars 2. So there was quite a few, and We Happy Few. There was quite a few games there which I'm interested in. So yeah, I'm looking forward to some of them games. Next up, Ubisoft. And I will be honest... Good, good Good old Ubisoft. Whereas... Say, like, the Xbox press conference, they basically had a trailer, and then they cut to the next game. They sometimes brought someone out to say, hi, I'm whatever of the 
ID Xbox, this is this game, this game, this game, and then he walked off to the next section. Mm. Ubisoft it started off like they always do by having a like just dance the new one up on stage so it's like a big song sort of thing and then he came on and it showed Ghost Recon Wildlands which is coming out March 7th 2017 so many Ghost Recon games and the gameplay demo must have lasted about 15-20 minutes wow and I was just, Jimmy just sat there like, oh, God, I get the idea. Yeah, it's a shooter. Yeah, and then the bra... Yeah, it's, it's a shooter, it's a Tom Clancy shooter. Yes, we get it. Yeah. Then they had South Park on, and then they had Matt and Trey on, who came on. Oh, sat, wow. Sat on a sofa, and they talked for like, 10 minutes, showed the trailer for it, and then... They started talking about new things added, and then they had like five-minute sections of bits explaining the new things added. Nice. And it's just, oh my god! It's just, you know what? It's just, it had no flow to the conference. It just had stop-start bits, yeah. and then they yeah. went to the division, which I don't care. Eagle Flight looked rubbish. Which is like a VR sort of like game where you're just a, a bird flying around. Star Trek Bridge Crew, which again is another VR game where you're given individual roles. So you have to have like five or six people play the game in one go. One's the engineer, one's the director, one's the captain sort of thing and telling you what to do. And my god, the visual quality is so low. The Character models, the details, so low. But I like the idea of it, but I just don't know anyone that's got like five Oculus Rifts or Vives. And next up, for Honor. Yeah, you see, yeah, that looks. It, it basically looks like Ubisoft's attempt to cash in on um, medieval, like chivalry. I think it looks like Rise, Son of Rome. Yeah, you see, we don't talk about that game. It was bad. I was going to say, no one's saying that, but to me it looks just like that. Yeah, but I, I saw the trailer and just kind of went, yeah, that look just looks like... It looks like chivalry, mm. but it, it basically was like AAA chivalry, and that's it. Yeah, it looks glorious, the graphics. But... It looks it looks absolutely glorious, but it just looks like something that's been done and been done well yeah. already. And unfortunately, that's when I got bored and turned the stream off. That sounds about right. <laughs> so, I don't know if there was much else on or not, but... I don't know. It's on the Ubisoft. Yeah, I, I weren't bothered. They Probably did, Assassin's Creed there somewhere. They did... Yeah, there was the Assassin's Creed movie, Sean. Uh, you see, I'm, I I really, really want that to be good. I really, really hope it's good. I, and they did I, show... I really want it to be good. I think it was a snowboarding sort of game. An open-world yeah. snowboarding game, which... I might have a look at, but I'm not... Yeah. So, that was a bad conference. I think that was the worst conference of the whole show. Yeah. So, next up, Sony. And I just want to say, the live orchestra was absolutely brilliant throughout the whole show. They were, like, playing to accompany the trailers and stuff. It was great. So, they started off with the God of War game. So they've dropped the far. He's still 
Crotus, Kratus, Crotus, Kratus. I don't know what his name is. <laughs> Kratos. Kratos. Oh, I was close. Kratos. There you go, Kratos. It's still the same character, yep. but he's old and he moved to. I don't know where it is. Where's it set? Um, Norway. <laughs> so he's let's moved. Go Norway. Yeah, let's go with Norway. Yeah, he's moved over there. It's set before the Vikings' time, and I don't know. I think I love. I love, I love if, if you were a historian, Dave, I'd read all your books. I'd be great. When was that? Set way before the Viking time. Yeah. That was at least between um, the English time and the French time. Yeah. At least. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but it looked okay, but just a lot of the Sony games, they all look the same now. Yeah. So, next up was Days Gone, which, again, looked very similar. Open world, sort of, walk around, hit things, zombie game. Walk around, hit things. Oh, okay. I mean, I'll go into a bit more detail later because they had a live demo at the end. All oh, right. But they showed off the Last Guardian, and that's coming out on October the twenty fifth. I see. Yeah, that was good. Well, do you say that looked good or not good? Good. It does look looks good. You haven't seen the new trailer, have you? Is it not good? It looks like a PS two game upresed. You kidding me? It looks really bad. Okay, well, to the to the internet. You know, so it, I was quite shocked. At, I honestly thought, do you know when they had the trailer on, when it was playing, I honestly thought they were kind of taking the piss out of themselves by sort of saying, this is what we designed on PS2, and then this is what we did on PS3, and now PS... But no, that's just the game. And it didn't look very good at all. But, but it is by the same people who did... Ooh, you say that, but I don't know. A lot of them left. Really? Oh, oh shit. Oh, yeah, the... Oh, yeah. You know. I completely forgot the studio split. But anyway, next up, Horizon Zero Dawn. Everyone's going apeshit for this, but to me, again, it looks just like a lot of the other games that they're doing. You know, open world, hit things. To me, it looks just like yeah. Monster Hunter. That sort of style of game. Yeah, I know what you mean. Then Detroit, Become Human. That's a very interesting title. Actually showed the... You're not just the the female android, you're also plays like a male one as well, which after the last game where you play like two or three different roles and that, I think that makes sense to split the story up and change things around. But it looks alright, I'm quite interested, I liked the idea of it. Then they showed off the Resident Evil 7 Biohazard trailer. And that's out on January the 24th. So, yeah, it, it does look like an up-res PS2 game, you're right. It doesn't look good at all, does it? It's really annoying. I mean, it might play brilliantly, but... I honestly think it's going to be it's like got a... a really, it's got a really, really weird aesthetic, I know what you mean. It doesn't it, look terrible. There's not something quite right about it. I think they've gone for a cartoony effect, but they've got no detail whatsoever. It's really bizarre. So, I mean, Resident Evil 7, they announced that it's going to be fully VR compatible. Oh, God. Which, to me, that's... Ooh. Oh, God. That's terrifying. And it does look good. That's absolutely terrifying. 
So then they showed off, I think it was Farpoint that was a VR game, which I yeah. haven't, I can't remember what the hell that game was, I've just got Farpoint wrote down. Then... I was going to say, did they mention Watch Dogs? That was on the Ubisoft. Was it? Oh, right. Yeah, but I turned it off before that got to that point. Fair enough. So, Battlefront VR mission. Oh, what? It's just a one mission built for VR. Oh, wow. Batman. Batman VR. Final Fantasy VR. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so there's the Batman Arkham VR. And depending on who you listen to... So, I mentioned two of the biggest names in game sort of journalism coverage or whatever you want to call it so there's the giant bomb team they basically said the graphics look absolutely appalling and blurry and fuzzy there's absolutely no gameplay to it whatsoever and they can't see how they're going to be charging for this game it feels like a free download just as a tester sort of thing yeah and Greg Miller he basically said he's giving it his game of the show. Oh, wow. But he is an ardent DC Comics fan. And his other game he gave... He had three stickers to give game of the show. And another one was one of the Lego games. So... I think I would rather listen to what Giant Bombs say. Because to yeah. me, it sounds as though he's just been a bit of a fanboy... Yeah, probably. But, again, I haven't played it, so I don't know. I'm just going off the two people. But I just think it's weird how two things are completely different of perspectives. Then the Final Fantasy fifteen VR experience, which, that looks so bad. I mean, I think it was just basically just... Again, you can tell it's Japanese, because... You're driving in the car, and you can look around as you're driving the car. I, I don't know if it automatically drives or what, but you can look around, and then there's one of the women sat next to you with a very low-cut top on that you can look at. Uh-huh. You know, and... I mean, I was listening to something else where they did say, even on game shows still in Japan, when they're doing stuff, and then the, the camera guy's looking at, at the crowd... Uh, you see it where, do you know, when you're looking for something to look at and the camera's panning round. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it spots who it wants to spot. Zooms right in, starts with the feet, slowly moves up the legs, goes round the curves, up to the... Gets the head in focus, but also keeps the breasts right in focus as well. You know, so even on, like, game shows, they're still a bit pervy. Yeah, it's quite pervy. You know, so... Anyway... Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Yeah. Is it Infinite Warfare? No, no, you you are right. I'm just giggling. All right. I'm just giggling because like I I feel I feel so sorry for them because it's like Infinite Warfare. It just it looks the exact same as Advanced Warfare, except that they're trying to sell it with the Modern uh, Warfare remake, and that's the only reason people are going to buy it because Modern Warfare. One like COD Four was an absolute bestseller, and people fucking loved that game. I will say one thing from this demo that they showed, 
where you're on the ground shooting people, running around shooting like, and then you get to a spacecraft little ship, get into it, and it turns into like a full, like, as if you're in the cockpit view, and then mm-hmm. you launch, you go through the atmosphere, into space around the planet, and then you're instantly in dogfights with loads of other people shooting and. And it seems as though it's all contained within the one sort of area. So it's ground fighting, in space shooting fighting, and it looked bloody good. You know, so I was really impressed with that. And as you say, the Modern Warfare remake, they did show a bit of that. And yes, it looks nice, but I'm not bothered. I weren't that bothered with Modern Warfare. Next up. Crash Bandicoot is back in Skylanders. And then they also said they're also doing a remake for Crash 1, 2, and 3 for the PS4. Nice. I don't think they've shown anything of it. So it might be one of these things like last year where they said, Oh, we're getting Final Fantasy 7 remake in five years' time. You know. Yeah, I know what you mean. So they might not have anything for that for it. But then again, they're probably indie sort of standard titles out there at this day and age so they might be able to crank them out quite quickly and then next up was lego and you can tell you can tell how much interest i had i put lego something or or another it's probably it's probably a lego worlds or lego universe i can't remember which one it was but it's one or the other i think it was lego star wars force unleashed no star wars no Awakens. Yes, it was that one. Yeah. And then yeah, they also se- said seven, yes. a demo's out now as well for it. Very nice. Very nice. Which, you've played one Lego game, you've played them all. Yeah, but it's Star Wars. I don't care. Yeah, but I do. Next up, a game that was not a game, but Death Stranding. Now, I've got a theory here. Would you like to hear it? Of Death Stranding? Yes. Yeah, go for it. The game itself will be a game in about three years' time, and it will have Norman Reedus in it. Yes. What that trailer showed was a metaphor of how Heidi Kojima, Heidi Kojima, what his name is? Heidi, Heidi Kojima. Of how he is at the minute. Because it starts off by... Zooming in on the guy that's just broken out of his handcuffs. There's a yeah. baby that's been uh, that's away from him. So it's as if Konomi has taken his baby away and then killed it. As in Metal Gear. And so I, I was just like... I, th- I thought that was quite... I don't know, but I'm quite. I don't know. I'm looking forward to Death Stranding though. Because I saw the trailer and just kind of went, this is weird. This is interesting yeah. though. Yeah, it looks really, really interesting. But mate, I, I still think a matter of weeks ago, he was still going around looking for a, an engine to make the game. Probably doesn't surprise me. So I think it's still a good three years away. Maybe, maybe not. But, so I know when he first got announced that they signed him up, the first bit of press that they said was, we've just got this guy, he's going to make one of our games for PS5. 
So they were thinking it's going to be a, a good three, four years away. But now they've said, no, it's PS4. It's going to come out on PS4. So, But I will say the trailer, the music was amazing. Next up, a game that everyone knew about, Spider-Man. But it was Insomniac that are making it. Oh. But I will say... When Insomniac made, I've completely blanked on the name, the Xbox One exclusive. Sunset Overdrive? Yes. That played amazingly well. Yes, it did. You know, so if they have to just exaggerate the movement a bit more and keep the speed and the tempo of that game, then I think they've got something quite good there. Maybe so, hopefully. Yeah. So, lastly... They went back and showed a live demo of Days Gone. Which you're a biker bounty hunter in a zombie world, open world game. Now, I think this demo was very early. Because yes, there was hundreds and hundreds of zombie people trying to kill you. But there was a couple of times in the demo where they got to the guy... And then they just sort of like turned around or didn't try to attack him. You know, there is, it was as if they were programmed just to all follow this guy. But not do anything afterwards. But it, it, looked, mm. it looked nice. Yeah. You know, but again, a lot of these games now, they're all looking very similar. I was going to say, I know, I know that the list ends there, but can I quickly talk about Zelda? Yes, yeah. Yeah, Nintendo, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I figured you wouldn't put them down. <laughs> well, what else yeah. did they have? Well, no, got, I was going to say, I, I, did, I didn't care about anything else, but um, Breath of the Wild, oh my god, yes. Is it, it just it, me that... It's open, it's open world Zelda, yes. that's just not been done properly before. Is it just me, though, when I saw the trailers and stuff, it looked absolutely glorious. Yes, it did. But when I saw the gameplay... The shadowing effects, it all seemed to pop in and pop out, and then the grass seemed to pop in and pop out, and... I think that's just because it was... It must have been like a beta version, because I've got sneaking suspicion they're going to tweak it right before release, but the game itself looks absolutely incredible, because they've taken the essence from, like, Skyward Sword and just made it better. Yeah. But, um... The scale and the world that they've gone for, it's similar to, like, Wind Waker in scale, but it's bigger because you're walking and, you know doing survival-y things. And that's not really something they've touched upon in Zelda before, so that makes me really, really excited. I mean, I thought one of the things that's quite funny and almost maybe hints that the NX won't have a touchscreen screen on the pad. Oh, good, because that was a stupid idea. On this game, it's got the map in the corner of the screen, on the main screen. And some people asked, oh, why didn't you put it on the screen on the controller? And they're like, oh, we didn't want people to take their eyes off the main screen. So at the moment, on the controller, it's just got, like... True, it'll be just for the E3 demo, but it's got, like, your button configurations on the controller, and that's it. So you don't do nothing on the controller itself. So... That... I think is a podcast. 
I don't know how easy or how hard it's going to be to edit it together because we did have some problems. Yes, we did. So someone, I was going to say someone died mid-recording as well. Yeah. So I mean, I will just say, please go to our website, oneupgaming.co.uk. We have got all the press um, re- references, conferences up on our E3 coverage on there now. We are on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash O-U-G. We have official t-shirts and cups at bluecyborg.com. Just search One Up Gaming. We're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitch. Now, you can either search One Up Gaming or just go to our website and click on the links at the top of the screen. You can tweet us at O-U-G official. You can email us at contact at oneupgaming.co.uk and you can find this fine podcast and others we do on iTunes. Just search One Up Gaming and please leave positive feedback and five stars as the more we get, the more we can try to attract new audiences, things like that. And that is about it. Yep. So, I mean, the only thing I, I would like to mention is we're looking into the possibility of selling a Eagle Box Android TV, sort of like, it looks like a Roku box. Um, it comes with a control pad, and you can stream movies and play emulators, so you can play like all the old PS1 games and Mega Drive games, things like that. And we're looking at selling that... For a little bit cheaper than Funstock. They're selling it for eighty pounds. We're looking at selling it for about sixty. So we'll we'll see how we how things go. And we've also got an Indiegogo campaign on the go. So if you just want to go to Indiegogo and search podcasters radio reinvented, and it's just a documentary about some big podcasters like. The Sans Pants radio team, so Plumbing the Death Star, it's just good business. They do all those sort of podcasts which are absolutely brilliantly funny. And some of the answers they gave us is just absolute quality. It's worth the admission alone. And then we've got PS Nation, loads of other people involved. And we we've technically got it all recorded and done. I don't know if people understand, but we need to pay for an editor to actually come in, get it down from six hours down to like an hour and a half. And we also want to pay people or someone to make some nice animated screens to transition between links and things. And so we're only asking for £500, which in the grand scheme of things isn't a lot. But, you know, we, we do need as much help as what we can. So please go there and help us. And I think that is it. So, do you have anything else to say there, Matt, or is that it? Oh, that's it. I've got nothing. Right then, so it's been me, David. It's been Sean for a little bit. And it was Matt as well. So, thank you all, and we'll speak next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Justin here. I just wanted to say that I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about you a lot. Yes, you in particular, in that way. And I wanted to say... I think you're great. I've always said that about you. And I was wondering, if you think we're great, if you could give us a quick rating on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. It would really, really help us out in that 
you know, podcasty sort of way. And if you're feeling particularly festive, perhaps even a little saucy, maybe stop by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash O-U-G and see if you can't slip a few bucks our way. After all, every little penny or whatever space money they use in Europe helps out the show. Thanks for listening. OUG Gaming will always be free, but with your support, we can always move forward and always be better.